0: Tonight is study number 6 of Genesis chapter 2, and we're going to be reading verses 6 and 7. But there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground. And Jehovah God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now as we've been going on verse by verse in the book of Genesis, we've seen that God has been describing the literal, the actual creation, the beginning of all things. This is the historical record of the beginning of the earth. Forget um, what scientists many scientists today say, forget what schools teach concerning evolution and, and before that the Big Bang and, and all that. It's all nonsense. It's all utter ridiculous nonsense that comes forth from the mind of men. Here is the truthful, faithful record from the one who, uh, who knows, the one who created and who formed the world and formed man, God himself, God that cannot lie, is giving us the record. These are the events as they unfolded, as God brought them to pass, and we know that. We know this is true history, and it is extremely helpful to know these things are true, that man comes forth made in God's image, and, and God is our Father, as he called Adam's name. Uh, Adam and, and so forth. So it's all very helpful to know the historical elements of the things we're reading and it does involve, um, moral teachings and, and so forth. But even more important as far as God is concerned, I, I suppose we can't say more important because um, even though it's a historical fact that is a truth, it's still truth, and there's nothing more important than truth but of supreme importance to God is the deeper spiritual meaning of the things that he is declaring that uh, of the of the events that he is um relaying to us. As he gave this information to Moses, thousands of years after the creation, but he gave it to him um, perfectly. There's there's no mistake here of any kind. God's purpose in giving the whole Bible is the gospel, the spiritual teaching, spiritual truth, and and so yes, God created the world, and then. There went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And it's kind of surprising that there are some theologians that say, because verse 5 made the statement for Jehovah God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, that there was no rain for quite a while, for a long period of time. Some people even speculate that the flood in the days of Noah was the first rain, and and that's uh, of course impossible. It it uh, God here is telling us that uh, he put the same process in place at the very beginning, as verse six precedes verse seven, where God formed man of the dust of the ground, and therefore in, in the first week of creation, God caused. Um, this mist to go up from the earth and the whole face of the ground was watered. And that is exactly the same process that we have in place today when it rains. It, it's the distillation process. As we read, this word mist is um Hebrew uh, word, uh, Strong's number 108. And it's only found one other place in the Old Testament, in Job chapter 36. It says, beginning in verse 26, Behold, God is great, and we know him not, neither can the number of his years be searched out. For he maketh small the drops of water, they pour down rain according to the vapor thereof which the clouds do drop and distill upon man abundantly. And there the Lord is giving the process. He's describing the process for rain. um, He makes small drops of water that pour down rain according to the vapor thereof. And, The English word vapor is a translation of the same Hebrew word translated as mist in Genesis 2, verse 6. So according to the mist thereof, the rain falls uh, upon the earth. The clouds do drop and distill upon man abundantly. And and that's exactly how rain occurs today. And, And so as... God is telling us there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Well, the the vapor went up into the clouds, and at a certain point, then the clouds poured down rain, just like they do today. And so there was rain uh, early on, and it would have been necessary for there to be rain for the plants to grow and flourish, and and the flowers to bloom, and the fruit to come forth. There, there would have been a need for rain, and God caused it to rain not only on a section, but upon the face of uh, all the ground. He watered the whole face of the ground, and uh, in those uh, days of perfection, there would have been no drought anywhere, everything would have been uh, in perfect operating condition, working perfectly, and the water would have fallen on the earth in every area. In our world today, because it's a cursed world, we have some areas that get an abundance of rain, often more than they need. Other areas, uh do not get enough rain and and so it's uneven as the rain falls across the face of the ground of the face of the earth but not at that time there there was no cause everything again worked exactly as designed with the original creation all was good and um this produced an even dispersion of the rainwater, and and so everything grew. But again, we're interested in the spiritual things, the, the spiritual truth. And notice here in Job 36, as God goes into more detail here concerning the mist, in verse 27, he maketh small the drops of water. They pour down rain according to the mist or vapor thereof. And the word drops is um, a word that's 5198 in Strong's Concordance. And it, it it's only found uh, one other time. But this word is related to, uh, very closely related to 5197. They have the same consonants. They almost have identical vowel pointing except There's one slight difference with one vowel. So they're very closely related. And uh, 5197 is also translated as drop in um, Job chapter 29 and in verse 22. After my words they spake not again, and my speech dropped upon them. And this is job, who had said back in verse one of chapter twenty nine was continuing his parable. job is a type of christ the, the whole book of Job is a historical parable pointing to the suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ and so when when it, it when job refers to his speech dropped upon them and and then notice verse twenty three And they waited for me as for the rain, and they opened their mouth wide as for the latter rain. Because Job is a picture of Christ, Christ is the Word, the Word drops upon men as the rain. That's the equivalency that God makes in the book of Isaiah In Isaiah 55, the Lord says in verse 10, For as the rain cometh down, and then, um, well, I'll read the whole verse, um, but keep in mind that portion. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void. For as the rain cometh down, so shall my word be. And that's exactly the parable of Job in those verses. After my words they spake not again in my speech, Dropped upon them, like God uses that word "drop" to refer to the small drops of rain. It, it's not coincidental. It's not accidental. This is the same God who um, intricately designs the things we see around us in the creation, who intricately designed man. Uh, very uh, uh, God is a brilliant God who forms things of complex design, and so God formed the Bible, the Word of God, so that, amazingly, when we search one part of the Bible and words used there, we'll find a consistency in another part of the Bible. There will be this connecting, this harmonizing, like pieces of a puzzle, and so rain ties in with the word of God and dropping of the rain would point to the sending forth of the word of God. The same Hebrew word, 5197, is found in Amos. In Amos chapter 9, in verse 13, it says, Behold, the days come, saith Jehovah, that the ploughman shall overtake the reaper, and the treader of grapes him that sow a seed, and the mountain shall drop sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt here it's referring to wine, but the word drop is really pointing to the same thing the the um, coming forth or coming down of the word of God the gospel in Amos seven and in verse. Sixteen. It says, Now, therefore, hear thou the word of Jehovah. Thou sayest, Prophesy not against Israel, and drop not thy word against the house of Isaac. You see, here um, is what theologians call, and this time correctly, Hebrew parallelism. God will make a statement in the first part of a verse, reword it, using some synonym and and then say it again in the second part of the verse. And so, hear thou the word of Jehovah, thou sayest, prophesy not against Israel. So, prophesying not against Israel is the same as drop not thy word against the house of Isaac. Drop not and prophesy are equivalent. They're synonyms. And, and, and so to prophesy is to drop the word, to drop the word like the rain. This word drop in Micah chapter two is translated as prophesy. In Micah two, verse six, prophesy, and every time we read the word prophesy in this verse, it's that same word that was translated as drop in the other verses. Prophesy ye not, say they to them that prophesy. They shall not prophesy to them that they shall not take shame. Prophesy not. Of course, that's what um, the people who are not God's people want from the people of God. They want the people of God to stop. And uh, when when God opens up information about the end of the church age, those within the churches say, don't say that, prophesy not. Or when God opens up information about the shutting of the door of heaven on May 21, 2011, you have all kinds of people that say, don't say that, dare not say that, prophesy not. And to prophesy is to just declare Whatever truth the Bible is declaring, to speak it forth. And, and so here prophecy and dropping, because it's that word drop, are one and the same. In Micah 2 verse 11, If a man walking in the spirit and falsehood do lie, saying, I will prophesy unto thee of wine and of strong drink, He shall even be the prophet of this people. And even the word prophet in that verse is that same Hebrew word 5197. He shall even be literally the dropper um, of this people. The one who drops. Uh, Because it relates to the word that comes down from above. And that's why rain is such a good picture of the word of God. It's water. And it's water that falls from above us. You know, as you're outside standing in the rain, um, there's, there's no shower uh, spigot above us. Uh, you just look up and you see the sky, and yet water is falling upon you, wetting you. And, and that is a good illustration of the Word of God Because the word of God comes down from above and comes to the earth to where men dwell and God's word falls as the rain but accomplishes the purpose that God sent it forth to do in the spiritual realm, in the hearts of men, in the day of salvation, God's word wrought salvation. In the day of judgment, God's word brings the wrath of God and, and that, um, is the purpose that God would have it to accomplish. Well, uh, let's, let's go back to Genesis chapter two and again in verse six, but there went up a mist or a vapor from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And that's another picture of God sending the gospel. It falls on the ground. It falls on the dust of the ground. And then in verse 7, And Jehovah God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And there there was a caller this week who uh had an interesting thought of connecting verse 6 to verse 7 spiritually and we can see how they would be related first the rain falls and waters the face of the ground and what's the next thing we read Jehovah God formed man of the dust of the ground that that, that is he rolls up From that ground that had received the water, the Word of God, it's a um, a picture of the Word of God forming or creating the the new man. The as Adam was a new man, Adam was the the creature that God created. Yes, and and Adam was created good. Well. Uh, in, in Adam being without sin, in Adam being a new creature, he can also be a type and a figure, yes, of Christ, and we've talked about that, but also of the, the people that God saves. The, because when the Word of God goes forth and accomplishes God's salvation, it creates a new heart and a new spirit, and God calls those people New creatures in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We become a new creation. A new being in Christ. And, and also a new creation without sin. Because in the soul that has been resurrected in the child of God, there is no more sin. There is no evil of any kind. It's a new perfect creation. Within the spirit, within the soul, existence of the sinner that has um, had the atoning work of the Lord Jesus Christ applied to them, and and so they now have been formed. So we can look at it that way um, as far as individuals, but also collectively, collectively the formation of Adam as a result of the rain. Can point to the body of Christ, to the the entire body of Christ, as all those that um, are God's elect, that that uh, did become saved, form that one body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And and how did they become saved? Well, God speaks of His program of times and seasons, His periods of rain. The rain is the sending forth of water from heaven. There was the early righteous rain in the Old Testament and then the, the early rain that fell during the church age and produced the first fruits and then the latter rain that fell during the second part of the great tribulation and saved the great multitude. And, and when you put it all together, that's everyone. That's everyone is is um, all of God's elect uh, experience rain and are brought forth as fruit by the rain, and therefore would be formed into that one body as a result of rain, the the falling down of the word of God from heaven to the earth, and and so it it really is uh, uh, cohesive and. And follows one another. The the mist goes up and waters the whole face of the ground. And Jehovah God formed man of the dust of the ground. The word formed is used, the same word in Isaiah 43, in verse 1, beginning there. But now, thus saith Jehovah, that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel... Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. And, and then skipping down the verse 5. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, Give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth, even everyone that is called by my name. For I have created him for my glory. I have formed him. Yea, I have made him. Referring to Jacob. To the elect of God. Created by God. Formed by God. The same word God uses of the man. Jehovah God formed man of the dust of the ground. And man became um, this living soul, and well, we don't have time uh, in this study, but Lord willing, next time we'll take a look at the word "breathe" and and how God breathed into man's nostrils and gave him life. This is how man became a living soul, and we'll find that that statement also ties in with God's salvation program. Thanks for joining us for e Fellowship's evening Bible studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over Pal Talk, Skype, E-Bible Fellowship's webcast audio or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.